What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Moji Alawode Al. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-row hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. M-S-W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela and welcome to The Final Word! The Final Word with Frangela! The Final Word. 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 Thank you for joining us here on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network yes. and MSW Media. Because you are amazing. And oh my goodness, you know what else makes you amazing? What? Is your support of this podcast. Those of you who are new G's, your OG's of the Patreon podcast, you are keeping us alive and afloat. And we thank you, thank you, thank you. You know how we thank you? How do we thank you? With three micro idiots a week. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Yes. That is, that is, you mean not one, not two, but three? Three, girl, three micro idiots. And, and if you join now, you can get over 500 that are just ready, toasty. I mean, just pop them in your ears. Just pop them like, like Skittles. Or like they're vitamins too. They're like tasty vitamins. They, they're healthy. They produce health. They do. And prevent hair loss. <laughs> this has not been documented <laughs> in any way. But it's, if you bald, you should really be listening if you want hair. And speaking of, if you want hair, go to cameo.com and get a- <laughs> I don't know. That was the worst. Tech, that was, no, it wasn't the worst, but it was very, I actually like it because it showed Moxie. Yeah. Yeah. Go to cameo.com and pick up a cameo from Frangela. Let me tell you something. We can give you a pep talk. That's right. We're going to do that in a minute, right after this podcast. Okay? We really are. Cameos. You can give them as gifts to people, birthday gifts, anniversary gifts, pep talks, uh, tell your kids to go to sleep, whatever it is you need. Whatever you need. Also, join us every Friday morning for the third hour of the Stephanie Miller Show for Fridays with Frangela. 
the blackest hour in radio. Yes, it is. It really, truly is. And I, if you've missed it, it's not too late. Get in there. Also, we want you to go to the sexyliberal.com website to check out. We got some shows coming up. Yes, we do. We have a show here in October in Los Angeles at the Saban. At the Saban. At the it's Saban? sometime nor- towards the end of October, and I'm not going to hazard a guess <laughs> at the actual date. But we'll know next week. But they you, they do know. It's up. It's out. It's up. We're allowed to talk about it. And you can go to frangela.com. It's up there, too. That's so right. go ahead. Okay, here we go. Four Proud Boys members found guilty of seditious conspiracy. Four members of the far-right Proud Boys have been found guilty of seditious conspiracy by a jury in Washington, D.C. for their roles to forcibly prevent the peaceful transfer of power from then-President Donald Trump to Joe Biden in the 2020 election. All right? Ah. What you go? What you go? Mm. Mm. I just wanted to savor it. Mm, Did you savor it? Mm. Mm. I want mm. you to know that this is the 14th conviction. Yes. So far of seditious conspiracy of the most severe of the charges that have been levied against anyone who uh, was involved in the attempted insurrection, the 14th. Also, let's talk about this. Let's even start, stop calling it. It was a fucking coup. It was a coup attempt by uh, the previous president of the United States to to withhold the transfer of power. And that is how we should talk about it. Thank you. They were assisting in a coup. And because we're Americans, we don't know what that shit looks like, okay? Because he wasn't baby doc, okay? Thank you. He wasn't brown. We don't know how to assess what Donald Trump was trying to do. But there were people, just as you look and you say what's going on in Haiti, there's these factions of, of armies in Sudan and in Haiti and all that gangs or army. It's the same. These, the problem was many of them are either in the military or used to be. That's right. They are trained. Okay. That's what we saw. They're the hands on the back people on their way into the Capitol. It's absolutely. But here we are yet again. Michael Cohen done did time for Donald Trump mm-hmm. and he still ain't been charged. That's right. Donald Trump called for this day, told them when to come, sit up there and then sent them once they came to DC to the Capitol to fight for, fight like hell. Yep. He still hasn't been charged. And now, I, if I have to hear some bullshit, bullshit. about him being a presidential candidate, no, we do Mm-mm. not allow people Mm-mm. who try to pull off a coup in this country to return to the seat of power. I don't give a fuck if we two days from the motherfucking election. I don't care. That I mean, this mm. is bullshit. It is, it is a level of protectionism of patriarchy that I don't understand. And somebody is going to have to explain it to me. Yeah, it's the, the, it, it was sent to us in a, in a meme. Um, but imagine it this way. Some of you applying for a job and they're looking at your resume and they go, wait a minute, let me see. You, you actually stole from your last workplace, um, denied it, that you then uh, attacked it and, and tried to steal from it and rob it again. And now you'd like the job back? Yep. Like, I just, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, make it, make it, that's what I'm saying. Make it make sense to me. And he's the number one candidate 
He is the person that they want. They will put him right back. Yep. You know, the very people, and you know what really upset me? What hmm. really upset me was watching um, Senator Warnock talk about, you know, shooting and violence that happened uh, yesterday, which recording on a Thursday, that happened uh, at the hospital in Atlanta. And talking about those people and what they were going through. And I was, and my husband and I are watching him talk, and it's like, wait a minute. And, and him talking about everybody is going to be touched by this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the people you're talking to were also threatened with violence. Every member on that floor That's listening right. to him has, has been through trauma, trauma presented to them by Donald Trump. I just can't, for me, I, I hear that and I go, if only I had confidence that everybody being touched by this would do anything. Because after Steve Scalise, yep. you know, got he did get shot and went right back out to the NRA immediately. Yep. Like, I just, I think that we, we keep thinking we're going to hit upon the thing that's going to make irrational people rational. And I just don't think that that's going to come. When I saw a mother in the very same state legislature that has t- forbidden Zoe um, Zephyr. yes from speaking that a woman a member of that legislature or assembly uh saying that she would she, her daughter was suicidal for three years but she didn't do anything to help her because she felt like if she did that if she got did those things like and she th- it was around the discussion of trans although she's saying that her daughter never was is not and never was trans but she was suggesting that you know it was always after saying that people you're putting blood on your hands um because as we know these youth become extremely high risk be- mm-hmm. of suicide and self-harm when being denied the care that they need and access to it so she was saying that basically she didn't get help for her daughter because it was a better choice. And if that meant her daughter was going to die, then that's what it meant. And so she's, of course, being people are like, wait a minute, you're OK with your kid dying to prove some kind of point or what the she's like, I love my daughter. It's the same shit to me. Yeah. Here yeah. we are. And it's like everybody can be personally touched and it doesn't seem to make a difference Yeah, in, in, in how they act or mm. react to the situation. And when Warnock, uh, Reverend Warnock, his children were under, yes, what do you call it? Alert or lockdown, lockdown during that yeah. yesterday in Atlanta. And I, I don't understand. I don't understand what we're doing. <laughs> and I know we, yeah. but, the, but when you look at the Proud Boys on down, mm-hmm. all the violence we have from the top down, when it's okay for the president to call for an insurrection, when it's okay for the president to be charged with credible charges of rape, when it's okay for Supreme Court justices to have campaign debts that, or um, you know, gambling debts that disappear and have credible, you know, accounts of debt of uh, rape against them, when it's okay for them to do whatever they want, when it's okay for Kyle Rittenhouse to go murder somebody to a state away with guns that he shouldn't legally have, when all those things are okay, is it any wonder that it takes nothing to set people off to go shoot people? Oh, that, yeah. is it, you know, is it any wonder? And I like the only people right now who've been held accountable for January 6th for the worst violence in our nation's history since the Civil War against the government. Absolutely. The only time since this nation became a nation outside of the Civil War that we didn't have a peaceful transfer of power. The only time that the only people who've been charged with this are the foot soldiers. Yep. Like, 
what if we continually let this shit go this is what we we're rowing we're you know we're getting what we what we what is it not row you sow what you reap that's you what reap i'm trying what you, to you say reap, you reap, you what, reap you sow. what you sow yeah we're reaping yeah we're reaping absolutely this is uh the chickens have come home to roost uh the horse is out of the barn uh, mm-hmm. the, asteroid- the barn done burned the and we're closing burned. the door the asteroid hit the earth we were trying to wax this pony three, four times. I'm telling you. And we, the, the baby has been birthed. Okay. Been birthed. Been birthed. We, we don't need to talk about being pregnant. And we threw out, we threw out all the water. All the water. That's, that's all that's happening. Clarence Thomas had a child in private Ooh. school. Harlan Crow paid the tuition. Apparently in 2008, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas decided to send his teenage grandnephew, who he was his guardian. He was raising him from the time he was a small child. From the time he was six years old to Hidden Lake Academy, a private boarding school in the foothills of Northern Georgia. Cost $6,000 a month. A month. And he ain't pay nary a bill. Harlan Crow been paying it. Plus some other friend, but we'll get to that. Yes. The payments extended, uh, and I love this Christopher Grimwood, the former yes. administrator of the school. I love him dropping the T, being like the payments extended beyond the month that he was looking at. Crow paid Martin's tuition for the entire time. He was a student there, which was about a year, Grimwood told ProPublica. Harlan picked up the tab, uh, said Grimwood, who got to know Crow and Thomas and the Thomases, and had access to school financial information through his work as an administrator. Before and after his time at Hidden Lake, Martin attended a second boarding school, Randolph-Macon Academy in Virginia. Harlan said he was paying for the tuition at Randolph-Macon Academy as well, okay? Recalling a conversation at Grimwood, recalling a conversation he had with Pro during a visit to the billionaire's Adirondacks estate. Everybody been over at mm-hmm. Crow's house. If, if in fact, Harlan Crow paid for all four years at the two schools, the price tag could have exceeded $150,000, according to the public records of tuition at those schools. Um, Thomas, Judge Thomas, did not or Justice Thomas, did not report the tuition payments from Crow on his annual financial disclosures. I know you're shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, several years earlier, though, he had disclosed a gift of $5,000 for Martin's education from another friend. It's not clear why he reported that $5,000, but not Harlan Crow's. Also, I, I, I find this amazing. A July 2009 bank statement for Hidden Lake Academy shows a wire which now we get into what I believe may be even like real problems. Right. A wire from Crow Holdings LLC. Mm-hmm. So there, there is there are receipts. This isn't yes. just somebody talking. Mm-hmm. There are receipts. Uh, they went on to say uh, when when cut when confronted with this uh, information, ProPublica sent Crow Harlan Crow a detailed list of questions, and his office responded with a statement. And I'd, I'd like to read that statement, Francis. Please. Dramatically, if I may. Please. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. Okay. The tuition payments for uh, Justice Thomas kids. Okay. Yeah. Um, Harlan Crow has long been passionate about the importance of quality education and giving back to those less fortunate, especially at risk youth. Clarence Thomas's grandnephew is at risk. Let me tell you something. 
if at-risk youth means that you are uh, being taken care of by one of the current Supreme Court justices, then we should be able to get rid of the at-risk youth problem. That can't be that many people. How many people are the, the Supreme Court justices taken care of? Like, I don't... That's at risk. And the racism of that comment, what that com what they're saying that what Harlan Crow's office is saying is any Negro is at risk. So yeah. yeah. But this one caught my attention just coincidentally. Right, because he happened to be, you know, you know, when there's there's you know, loose black people around and Harlan sees them, he wants to send them to high school. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's mm -hmm. the way that, that goes down. I I'm gonna tell you something. It hurt my feelings. Yeah deeply when i heard somebody say someone owns one of the uh -huh, black supreme court justices and what is his name yeah. what is his name the comedian at the, right, at the, he did the it. correspondence dinner yeah. he said it's an actually great joke that clarence thomas is actually an nft yes. it's a non a non fungible, fungible token token and it but it hurt my feelings of course it did it hurt my feelings and it hurt me deeply and i was i was i laughed at it but more than laughing i because what it where it really hurt me is is that we were currency once upon a time yeah. and we still are currency absolutely and he what, is owned he absolutely. is he is he is a black He's an owned black man by a billionaire. What really stings me is that he took Thur uh, Thurgood Marshall's seat. Yeah. Yeah. That that's who. That that's the leg. That's who's in that seat now. And Justice Roberts, who just last week, I believe, refused or declined an invitation to speak before Congress and answer questions about all of the many, many, many ethical, ethically questionable activities, if not directly, directly wrong activities of this current Supreme Court. He because, you know, they've signed an ethics agreement. Uh, they're cool with it. They know what you know, it's only happened a couple of times. They know what they're doing. Really? No, no, really, and and let's just and we haven't said it. Clarence Thomas needs to resign. They need to Thank get you. him off the court, and we need to demand it as a people because either we want to respect this body and it has ethics, and we believe in it as a people, or we just need to get rid of it. Thank you. Martin, Mark Martin, he's in his 30s now. Yeah. And let me be clear, they haven't told us what Mark Martin's doing now, but how, why do I think Harlan Crow might have a hand in it? I guarantee you. Guarantee you. Okay, next up. Russia accuses Ukraine of attacking Kremlin with drones. Hold up, wait a minute. Okay. So I'm going okay. to stop you here. Please do. Y'all want this me hurts. to believe. I know it makes me again. You want to gaslight me? I'm sick of being treated like I'm some kind of idiot. You gonna tell me that a little drone gonna fly? You gonna allow that to fly all the way from Ukraine? Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> he flies all the way. You mean to tell me no? There are no. There's no. Uh, there are no airmen at the top of the of the Kremlin to be able to who are on watch because I. Know at the White House, there it's man twenty four seven. It's got guns. It's got all kinds of. They got cameras. Mm -hmm. You mean mm -hmm. to tell me nobody could see that thing coming and shoot at it at least? 
this is the thing. Malcolm Nance was hysterical this week on Mama's show, on Stephanie Miller, because he was talking about how, first of all, the pyrotechnics involved in that pseudo display of a bombing. He was like, know. that's not even how this explosion should go. Second of all, who they never there? No. And they know exactly where he is at all times because they, he, he won't let people get within 10 yards of him. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Ain't nobody had a picture with, with Putin's hand around their arm and uh, shoulders in a long ass time. That's how paranoid. He did not sit there while they rained a bomb on his head. No. No. And, and you know what? And, and that kind of like, it was like a firecrack. It was like, pew. I'm going to say something. I like Zelensky because Zelensky, the way that he rep- responded, the president of Ukraine, I thought it's in my mind, it was like somebody asked him that question like, as he was like going through papers on his desk and he barely looked up and went, yeah, we don't, we, we, we fighting on our own territory to preserve our own territory. We ain't going over there. And that's basically his response because it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's, cl- it's so clearly the false flag operation of here's something that's instigating so that when we do this thing, you, that whatever we're planning next, which is terrifying because what is it that they think? is there left for them to do? Like, what are they holding back? Right. right. <laughs> like you're already kidnapping children. You're already letting rapists run around and do whatever they want and murder and rape. And what what are you not doing that you feel like you need pre-cover for? Exactly, exactly. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back. Supposedly, text triggered panic that led Fox to oust Tucker Carlson. I, I, I can't, Francis. I can't either, I can't. girl. They they really are trying to run with this. We just found out Tucker might be racist. They are really trying to run with this. I'm telling you, all week, I feel like everybody wants to gaslight. Nobody wants to tell the truth. Nobody wants to call people on the truth. Remember, though, Francis, there was a time. There was okay. a time. There was a time in this country when they lied to us. They showed some finesse. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some some quality. Now you just gonna say some ridiculous crap to me, like, oh my God, y'all, guess what? We saw this very disturbing text from Tucker, and he might he might be racist, y'all. I mean, and even the statement, it's not how white men fight. Y'all found that alarming. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. What did he say? What is this text about? It said, uh, Carlson told the producer about a video showing three men beating a quote-unquote Antifa kid. Carlson noted that the men were white, and he expressed dismay that they had ganged up on one man. Jumping a guy like that, this is a quote, like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. Oh, it's exactly how white men fight. It's ex- <laughs> Did you not see the insurrection? What, what, what do you call a lynching? Yeah, I, 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 I'm just trying to understand Lynch Mike Pence. Uh, it's exactly it's the preferred form of fighting. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> but yeah. on top of that, I just can't. I, I, I'm with you. I can't have the. I cannot hear from Fox. And I feel like, and I know that this would be weird. Maybe, but wouldn't it feel better if every time they made a statement like this, the reporters went. <laughs> That, 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 that. No, you are not going to say that. Just, they just did that. If they just said, no, we are not going to write, you think Tucker Carlson might be racist. No. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to come back, go back in that office, come back Mm -hmm. with another one. Brainstorm this shit. (laughs) We got 20 minutes. 
get back in that office, come mm -hmm. back up in here with something else. Because yeah, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to find this, the Venn diagram for where your story is some kind of treating me like I'm not an idiot mate. You're gonna have to find that ground. <laughs> it's true. Carlson had espoused white nationalist views on his top rated show and Fox board uh, worried about it could damage the network to have him appear in the trial. I don't think so. No, but I don't I think tell you so. Something. I don't, I don't, I don't, and I don't want to, I don't know what the ratings are, but I, I really feel like Fox news is not attracting the minority audience. It might think it, it is. <laughs> And I could be wrong, but I think there are people who hate watch. Like you watch, yeah. you're able to do that. My heart can't take it. My pressures mm -hmm. can't take it. Mm. But I just would like, I just would like people to like, tell us that you suspected he embezzled. I don't care. Anything. Anything. But don't, 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 don't treat me like that. Like yeah. that's. <laughs> what, what, I mean, what, what, what I do believe is, is that there's something worse in the text. Oh, this was yeah. the this was the nice one they could let out. So you were a boss at Fox, and your underling went, "Okay, so I thought what we could say, you know, you're messaging people with, we'll release this, and we'll say we were concerned that Tucker Carlson was espousing racist views. Like people had to say okay to that strategy. Yep. No, come on now. We got to come up with something else. Can we say that he was fucking an intern? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, do you watch Succession? Of course I do. Yeah, well, he's a blood sacrifice, right? He's yeah. the blood sacrifice. And that's what they needed. And they gave, and I mean, it was a really big one. It was a big blood sacrifice, which I couldn't believe that they didn't get rid of Judge Janine or Maria. Well, this is the problem with Judge Janine. Bourbon gonna get rid of her quicker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You you can just that can you can get rid of her whenever you want. They, you know she's low level, and also she while espousing all sorts of racism and all that. The real font, the direct line to the um, and I don't even like saying far right to the seditious, treasonous, terrorist, domestic terrorists, white nationalists is Tucker. He's yeah. the one taking their talking points direct, and the, everybody else is sort of in a drunken haze of living off those fumes. Absolutely, this made my heart swell biden sends 1500 troops to border to help handle expected migrant surge to me this is what our military should be doing not killing people but helping people so the soldiers uh, won't detain or process migrants or perform any law enforcement jobs they will help with duties as transportation and data entry yep now I've watched critique of some people there uh, saying that what why not send fifteen hundred social workers why not send fifteen hundred lawyers because that's what they need and I think the simple answer to that is that they don't have that right that that the president doesn't have a team of lawyers or an army of lawyers that he can send he doesn't have an army of social workers he can send that that would be fem like you can and they try to do that but the purse strings are with congress so we got to elect better people because i don't know if you noticed but they're trying to hold up the budget period with the death ceiling too so but i think i hear that critique i can hear that and take that in but i don't know you know people have the tools that we give them that's right and for me it's a humanitarian issue and so it for me i this is the right direction as Americans to be how we want to, I would like to see us utilize our military. That we don't, that it is not about sending young people into harm's way. 
to kill people that they don't know who do did things that some rich man or somebody else decided that they needed to go kill for i would like to see our 18 to 22 year olds doing things like this humanitarian and taking care of people and that that is how i would like to see us develop our military so that we can send people into places and spaces where we can help well it seems to me especially um in the drone warfare times that we should look at how our military is being trained because you could just as easily train people to in fact be social workers hallelujah you know you could train people you could make them lawyers you know and 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 have them able to assist in the ways that this military is increasingly being asked to behave because what i don't want and i can hear is i don't want those soldiers being in charge of 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 the children i don't or of people you know i don't want them um guarding them or you know doing interacting with them in that way because they're not trained for that and these aren't combatants and i don't know that that we've seen over and over again that that's a hard transition for people yeah. and, that, and i'm putting it very mildly mm-hmm. um, but if it's data entry we that the military is continuing because it seems to me like when we when we're going into spaces increasingly whether it's the un or not that is what the army is doing. Yes. And so those are the areas where they need training. Exactly. And so for me, instead of sitting here going, you know, it is, it's not black or white. And instead of sitting here and crit- critiquing it, let's figure out how to make it better. Because we also have to start, if, if that is the point, if we're going to turn the ship around, we got to start turning the ship around. And, and, and it doesn't happen, there's never going to be a day in the immediate future where it's all perfect, but we have to start somewhere. And, exactly. and I feel like acknowledging the need and we we have need right here on our in in America. Yeah, we have need. We have need for. And to me, I would rather see a a, a young person who needs to go into the military doing this work. Yeah, and le- and being trained into this mindset than in how to um, foment an insurrection. Hallelujah. That I mean, it's an idea. That's that's it's all a, I'm saying. A, we're spitballing here. That's all I'm saying. And I'm assuming the Joint Chiefs of Staff listens to our podcast. So <laughs> I'm assuming. And, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And lastly, late night shows go dark as writers strike begin. Angela and I were on the picket line in 2007. We could show Ooh, you pictures. I remember those days. Okay. It's so interesting to me that for the strike, what's really important to people where they go to is late night because that's a daily show. You know what I mean? But it's it's all of television. But it's, this article says late night shows will start running repeats immediately in early fallout from the Writers Guild of America strike that started Tuesday. Shows going dark are The Tonight Show, Late Show, all of the, you know, Daily Show, all of them. HBO programs hosted by John Oliver and Bill Maher. The writers are demanding more pay and a bigger share of residuals, which have fallen as TV production grew, but streaming overshadowed broadcast TV. It wasn't immediately clear how long shows would stay off the air. They gradually returned in about two months after into the last strike in 2007. 
was 100 days. This was how long that strike was. Yeah. You know, there's a, first of all, we are members of the WGA. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I can attest to the low pay. Yeah. Um, but I have you looked at any, have you seen any of the signs on the picket? There's some really good ones. Um, there's one, one of my favorites was, I'd write something witty here, but I'm on strike. <laughs> um, and then, and then uh, what was the other one? Um, I can't remember the other one right now, but I think, you know, it's easy for people to, I think people have this idea in their head of what it means to work in Hollywood. Right. Mm -hmm. And I get that because it's not a common experience. So people have this idea that not everybody is Sandra is is a, what's her name? Rhymes. Mm -hmm. Um, not everybody, you know, is Aaron Sorkin like that, like (laughs) most of us, like, you know, every show you look at has somebody who has writers, whether or not it's a game show or a reality show. They may be called producers and not writers, but every show. Every show. Has writers. New shows, every show, every every piece of entertainment that you are looking at has a writer. And, you know, I, you know, my daughter wants to be a writer, right? Mm-hmm. And since Chat GPT showed up, yeah, I go, you might want to rethink that. Yeah, because the AI, AI writing things is, is a problem. It's a huge problem. And that is the other thing that writers are trying to get some type of guarantee. Because when you can put in a few words and have Chat GPT write 75% of a book for you, Mm-hmm. or a script mm-hmm. and um i had a friend who did a had a, a episode and i looked at the background and the background was ai generated yeah so in a minute when you look at what's happening on cbs with that show bob hearts they turned regular cast members into reoccurring members mm-hmm. what they're the, the entire Wait, industry t- tell people what that means so that means that on a regular what you want as an actor you want to get cast as a regular series regular that means that you are guaranteed a higher rate of pay because what they've done is say you are going to be available to us every week we're going to write you into the script and then you come in and you do your work. When they when you go down to a, re- a recurring character, they can call you whenever, wherever, and they pay you at a base rate. It's significantly less. Because obviously, if you're like one of the, the cast members of Friends, regular, like Ross can't go be on other shows because he's just going to be Ross. Right. Right. So that, so when series regular means you get paid more, you have more protection, you're in mm-hmm. so you're guaranteed so many episodes, you get better back end, you get better uh, residuals. But if you're not, they can pay you a lot less. And, and, and so as writer actors, we're often in the position of doing, of not getting compensated for one of those jobs while we're at a job. Yep. And so, and so, you know, with the AI, with CGI, with, you know, it, it really does feel as though the other side is trying to squeeze out, you know, top tier people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think about my daughter coming in 
as a writer, you know, to run the, the, the AI in the future. What does that mean for us? What does that mean for this yeah. industry? Well, I do. I remember one of the signs, one of the signs was uh, basically like give in to our demands or I'll, we'll, I'll ruin succession for you. <laughs> I will tell you. <laughs> like, like that's, yeah. and it's true. Like I, it's, I know that this may seem like kind of, I, I, I can see people think it's sort of like a high fluting issue, but it really isn't. It's the bread and butter of this industry. And it's the people who, it affects everybody on down the line. Because if you don't have actors and you don't have hair and makeup, then you don't have catering, then you don't have trap, you know, guards at the set, then you don't have prop people, then you don't have the people who go get the props. You don't have any, you don't have it it destroys the entire it guts ecosystem. the industry yeah it guts the industry in 2007 that 100 days cost the industry 2.7 billion dollars and me personally all of mine <laughs> you 100%. know it's 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 a really hard and the effect you know so it it is important and it had to be done because yes. we got to protect ourselves and that is our final word. And now it's time for emails, emails. Time to go get your emails. Thank you for writing us at frangela08 at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. uh, this first email comes to us from April N. Monopoly is the subject line. Hmm. Never had a board thrown in my family, but my best friend's family was cutthroat with any game. I will say the best Monopoly game I ever played was when a boyfriend and I played Strip Monopoly. I even had Boardwalk and Park Place. Best game ever during and after. Love you, ladies. Can't wait for Fridays on Stephanie Miller's show. And the micro idiots are fantastic. Oh, thank you, April. Thank you. For those you, of you who you. don't remember, Francis, um, very recently, in, in what I like to call another <sighs> Francis's traumatic childhood moment, told us that her family, when they play Monopoly, it always got stabby. Well, no, no, before it got stabby, somebody flipped the board, okay? Oh, there was, I'm sorry, I didn't give the whole progression of events, right. There All was right. a board flip and then a stabbing. Right, it get, you get stabby, because you know, you're losing, you know? People can't handle their emotions. And I said, I believe that that is unique to you, because she was like, you know, that's how everybody plays Monopoly. I was like, I don't think so. I believe that that is only your family. It's not, people <laughs> slip, see, it's, you know, and she said, my best friend's family was cutthroat. Same thing, same thing. No, no, that's an expression. Same thing, same <laughs> thing. They didn't actually cut throats. That, that's same an thing. expression. Same thing, same no, thing. Same. Well, no, read the next one. This okay. will help you a little. Okay, from your hilarious gay, Kevin Well, T. hello. Well, hello. <laughs> I was compelled to write in after today's Idiot of the Week episode about the Monopoly travesty. Now, we all know I'm not Black. But I play spades with the Jokers, so I feel like I have some cred here. Okay, because I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of black people who don't have any spades credit. That's true. Okay. That's true. Then they can't play. All right. Um, because spades will also get you cut. And I'm going to tell you, you get cut faster in spades than you will in Monopoly. Because Monopoly is only... a very long a long game. Oh, so it's not it's not that people are more patient or anything. It's just the length of the, how long it takes for the anger to boil up. <laughs> to boil, right? For you to get yeah, hot. I'm gonna tell you, I can only play spades with you because you know what I'm going, what I'm thinking. Right, right. Other people would stab me. <laughs> yes. Oh, you would have you would have been stabbed. I'm been. not good at cards. I can't stay focused on it. Been stabbed. It, really drives, it drives people insane because I start getting chatty and you have to keep telling me the rules and I don't. <laughs> 
been stabbed. Here we go. So Kevin keeps on saying, he says, I can personally identify with Francis' monopoly experiences. See? Because I have been involved with similar ones firsthand. It usually gets stabby right after they hearing the phrase, is it my fault you didn't see me land on your property? Attention. <laughs> Seriously. A bitch can get stabbed over $6. That's just how life is on Vermont Avenue. If you can't take the heat. My love always, Kevin in Chicago. Well, hello. Well, hello. I just, that's how it is on Vermont. <laughs> that's okay. how it is. You, you going to get You going to roll up on them light blues with an attitude? That's how you go. That's how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. You got to watch your own shit. I'm not here to collect rent from myself. Yeah, yeah. I was there. <laughs> now I'm not. Next time, try to catch a bitch. <laughs> Okay, so so far you got one other person. Okay, on your side, but we have received a bunch of emails about this. All right, and the last one is from Cynthia B. She says, "What's the subject line? It's at the very top. Murder Monopoly, <laughs> Fran. I grew up playing Monopoly with my family and neighbors for money. We've never played Murder Monopoly. <laughs> what in the world? Regards, Cynthia B." Thank you, thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. See what I'm saying here? It's just you and Kevin. Well, hello. <laughs> Listen, write to us because I know some of y'all have gotten, have have seen. I know. Let me tell you something. I know I'm not alone here. Okay. Okay. And I'm, what I'm going to ask is we will not reveal your name, but if you were stabbed or stabbed. <laughs> If you did the stabbing or or were stabbed, that that would be really helpful to know because Kevin's dancing around these these actions with similar and like, and I understand that that's probably a legal issue. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 And now it's time for resistance. Okay. This week, would y'all do a spam to CNN and not do this shit with Trump, please? Basically, uh, go to Ultraviolet. We are ultraviolet.org. They have a petition and also, you know, wherever else you can think of to do it. um, Basically, I'll read what they wrote. Uh, We are appalled. After rightfully firing news anchor Don Lemon over misogynistic views and comments last week, CNN is about to give free airtime to Donald Trump, an insurrectionist and serial rapist. The news network has announced that it will air a presidential town hall with Trump on Wednesday, May 10th, almost a year before the Republican presidential primaries even begin. It's really important to understand to understand this. They're giving him that, not Ron DeSantis, not other people, just him. Yeah. And and I thought, you know, Matt Rachel Maddow this week talked about why they weren't airing Trump's speech someplace. And I and I and I really appreciate what she and Chris Hayes and others on the network have said, which is they've talked about it internally. And the reality is you don't know what Donald Trump is going to say in a live event. He could very well reveal the address of the prosecutor. Yeah. You know, and then that's out there and there's nothing you can do about it, you know, and and because he's often threatened people and encouraged other people to harass people who he sees as enemies. They're like, we just feel like it's irresponsible to put somebody on air who is an insurrectionist, who, you know, incites people to violence and tries to, who violates people's privacy and threatens people consistently and who lies um, and lies consistently in a defamatory way about a number of things that are damaging to our country and people. And here CNN is like, yeah, but we could get people to watch. Well, and also for me, it's really disgusting on CNN's part because Fox and CNN supposedly had a soft ban on Trump. Yeah. And 
and CNN's new direction is to be Fox light. They want Fox that, that to me is when we are just watching mm-hmm. Fox have to pay almost $800 million for being Fox. CNN is saying, hold up, hold my beer. Mm-hmm. Let me get more like you. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm glad that Ultraviolet put it this way. They just fired Don Lemon. Yeah. For less. For less. We, As we started this podcast, we talked about the 14th conviction for seditious conspiracy of Proud Boys members that just happened around this man calling them to... And so CNN has decided before the camp, before the, way before, this ain't a campaign event, and he's not a president. No. I don't know how you're going to have a town hall when you're not the president, a presidential town hall. You can have a former president hanging out time, but you can't have no town hall. It's like, like th- it is this, it is the most, to me, lacking in ethics or in any sort of principled um, evaluation or, you know, administration of their so-called values as a news network. Like, I am disgusted. And I think that we have to make it really clear before to encourage CNN to not do this. And also we can't watch it. No, no. I'm Frances Callier. I'm Angela B. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. Get unspun. I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun, because you deserve the truth.